Megillat Afkaf Dalet. We were in the middle of discussing mitzvot regarding the, the reading of the Sefer Torah, the Aliyot, and then we are discussing that uh, the different mitzvot that you need a minyan for. Part of them is reading the Sefer Torah, and with that, we're starting Kav Gimel Amudibet. Two lines from the bottom towards the end, where it says Matniti in Mishnah, and again we're going to be talking about Hilchot of reading Sefer Torah. Hakore ba Torah lo ifchot mishloshab sukim. The person reading Torah shouldn't read less than three pesukim. Velo yikra lem turgeman yotemi pasuk ehad. If there's a translator, you got to do one pasuk at a time. You don't want him to get mixed up. You don't want him to make a mistake. The idea is he's reading it by heart, and uh, you don't want to confuse him. Therefore, one at a time. Uba navi, and if it's navi shelosha. Uh, then it's three psukim, it's just Navi. It doesn't hold the same level as Torah. So if you make a mistake, not end the world. If these three psukim were three different paragraphs, then you read one pasuk at a time. We could skip from one area in Navi to another by Navi. But we can't do that by the Torah because people will get mixed up. And how much could he skip? The amount of time where the translator doesn't have to stop and then there's a quiet moment and then you know how people get into uh, their mind gets lost and they start talking. So you just got to make sure that there's no dead time and then you're allowed to skip from one Navi to the other. So the Gemara asks, These three psukim, what do they correspond to? Amar uh, you shouldn't read for uh, if there's a translator. You shouldn't read more than one pasuk in Torah, three in Navi. But if these uh, three psukim were three different paragraphs, you read one pasuk at a time. Kegon, for example, This is Parashat Shoftim. After all, there in Yeshaya, Perek Nun Bet, Pasuk Gimel Dalit and Hey are three different ideas, and there are three different paragraphs. That's the way they're set up in the in the Navi. So over there, if there was a translator, it would be one pasuk at a time, not three. Now we learned in the Mishnah, Medalgin Banavi, Ve'en Medalgin Matorah. We could skip in Navi Banan Torah, meaning. You could go from, let's say, Perik Aleph to the middle of Perik Bet. You skipped a little bit. Uh, that's okay, only in Navi, but you can't do that in Torah. Or Minuhi, but we have a problem. And the Kohen Gadol has to read the parashat after all the service on Yom Kippur. It says, Korea Haremot, and then Ach Be'asor. Now, Haremot is in uh, Parashat Haremot. Ach Be'asor is in Parashat Emor, which is, let's say, Five, six perakim later, and the question is But the, it seems like the Kohen Gadol is skipping. He's going from Harimot Emor. So Amar Abaye Lakasha Kan Bechdesh Yivsokat Torgeman Vechan Bechdesh Shelo Yivsokat Torgeman. So it depends. You're allowed to skip as long as the, there's no idle time. There's no dead time between when the, the translator stops translating and when the the, the Kore starts reading. So on Yom Kippur, I guess he would roll fast enough where the translator didn't finish translating that last pasuk, and this way he could just start a more. Now the Gemara has a problem because but then we learn in our Mishnah medalgin ben Navi medalgin Torah. You're allowed to skip in Navi, but not in Torah. 
you're only allowed to skip in Navi the amount of time that and, uh, the translator could finish uh, translating that pasuk and there would be no dead time. It sounds like from the Torah, you're not allowed to skip at all, period. Read what you have to read and that's it. So, if it's one subject, then you are allowed to skip. Like over here, Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur, Parashat Haremot, Parashat Emor, all the same idea. But when it's two different subjects, that already mixes everyone up, and that's why you don't skip. We learned that in the Braita, we skip in Torah when it's one subject, and in Navi, even if it's two subjects, Khan Bechan, Ban Botham, Bechdeshelov Soka Torgeman, as long as there's no dead time between when the translator finishes and when the the, the reader continues. And Tanya Idak, we have it from Braita, in Midagim in Navi, the Navi, we don't skip from one Navi to the other. For example, you don't skip from Yehoshua to Melachim. However, which is like one big book, you are allowed to skip. As long as you don't skip from the beginning to the end. That's already too big of a break. Now the next Mishnah, the person who went up for Haftarah, he's the Hazan for the splitting of Shema for the people who came late. He's the Hazan, he's the main Kohen in the Kohanim. And if he was a Katan, he read after Adan Abiv or Abo Oberin Aliado. His father, his rabbi, they go be Hazan for him. Katan could read the Torah, he could translate, he cannot split the Shema, he's not the main Kohen to do Kohanim, because it's not covered for the Tzibur that a child is giving them a Beracha. So, at what point is he allowed to? Tosfot says age is not the main factor here. You also need uh, pubic hair. Once he has pubic hair, then he can be hazan, be pores, do whatever he has to do. But until then, that's not good enough. And number two is, we we know from other gemarot, a kohen who's a katan, is allowed to do kohanim, but that's only with other kohanim. He can't be the only one doing it. Next, poheah. Someone whose feet are showing or his clothing are ripped and his feet are now revealed. He could split the, the Shema. That's not like being Hazan. And he could translate. That's not a Hashivut. He cannot read the Torah. That's not Kavod. He cannot be Hazan. And he can't do Kohanim. Out of Kavod for the Tzibur. Someone who's blind. Shema. He uh, can do that splitting of Shema, even though he's saying Yotzer Or, and he doesn't see the light. Um Targem, and he's allowed to be a translator. Anyone who never saw light, meaning if he was blind from birth, he cannot do that splitting of that Shema. And the Gemara starts, What's the reason the person who's Pores Al Shema is the one who is Hazan? Because Rav Papa, Amar Mishum Kavod, out of Kavod, he's doing something that's humiliating. He's going up Maftir, which is like not a real Aliyah. So we're going to be honoring him with being the Hazan. People are going to fight. Meaning, I have to do Maftir. I got humiliated with a sketch Aliyah. And he gets to be Hazan and get paid for it. So, Umay Benayhu, so what's enough coming up between Rav Papa and Rabbi Bashimi? Ika Benayhu, David Bechinam, where the Hazan doesn't get paid. If the Hazan doesn't get paid, 
then okay, then we according to Rav Papa, we still have to give him something to be mechabed the person who went up off the year. And according to Rav Papa Shimi, nobody's fighting because there's no payment for being the Hazan. Now, on that, the Gemara is going to ask Rav Papa Shimi a question. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Vim haya katan aviv or abo obrin aledo. If he was a katan, if the maftir was a katan, then his rabbi or father are the hazan servant. Viamat mishum nitsuye. If it's for fighting, katan ba nitsuyehu. What is the katan going to start fighting over money? Elamai. Oh, so the Gemara pushes back. What are you talking about? Why is this a problem on Rabbi Shimi? It's a problem on of Papa. You want to tell me it's Mishum Kavod? Katan Ba Kavodu? Who gives Kavod a Katan? Why should he get to be Hazan? Who is he? Ela, you have to explain it differently. Ika Kavod Avivu Chabod Rabo. The Kavod of his father, the Kavod of his rabbi, they gave my student, they gave my son a not real Aliyah, uh, therefore give me the, the, the to be the Hazan. Same thing, you can also say, His father and rabbi will also fight because uh, whatever the fight is about. So you really don't have an answer. Meaning both Rabbi Shimi and Papa, they both could work. Now we learned in the Mishnah, someone whose legs are uncovered, he could be, Hazan, you can translate, but not read the Torah. So, Ba'amina Ula Barav Me Abaye. Ula Barav asked Abaye, Katan Pohayah Maushi Kraba Torah. A Katan whose feet are uncovered, could he read the Torah? Meaning, it's a, there's a mitzvah, lawyer and Katan is not Hayav in the mitzvot, so he didn't do anything wrong, he's not Hayav in the mitzvah, or maybe it doesn't, doesn't make a difference. If, if the, 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 the concept of tzinyot has nothing to do with the katan or gadol, everyone who's reading the Torah has to be covered. So which one is it? Amar why don't you ask a better question? If the katan is totally naked, he should also be able to read according to you. Rather, Arum might amalo. What's the reason that Arum can't? Mishum kavod sibur. So hachanami same idea. Mishum kavod sibur because of the kavod sibur, his body should be covered when reading the Torah. So number one, the, the poskim are not clear what a pohayah is. So we're saying it's uh, his feet's uncovered. His, uh, but really, a lot of poskim also say that we're talking about the arms are being uncovered. So we get into a question: If someone walks into shul with short sleeves, shorts, is he allowed to be the hazan? Is he allowed to be reading the Torah? Is he allowed to do kohanim? And it gets uh, tricky, and uh, you have to. Everyone has to ask their posik exactly what would be the halacha. Okay. We learned the Mishnah, Suma Pores Al Shema. Someone who is blind could do that splitting the Shema. He could translate, and Buddha said, Anyone who never saw your uh, lights can't say Yotzer Or. So Tanya Amru Lo, Many people wanted to look into the Ma'aseh Merkava, which is Haskel having a prophecy about Hashem's uh, uh, chariot. And even though they never saw it, meaning you can explain something you never actually saw. Nobody ever saw Hashem's chariot, but still they want to explain it. What does that show? You, you can't explain something that you never saw. So why can't a, a blind person say it? He'll tell you, Over there, it depends on how much a person understands. And a person, you know, can have kavanah and figure out what's going up over there in Hashem's chariot. Hacha over here with Yitzir Or, it's Mishum Hana'ah. It's all because of the Hana'ah, the benefit a person has from the light. He doesn't have any benefit because he can't see. 
Verabanan will tell you no. Eat lehana. He does have hana. Like Kerebi Yosi, like Kerebi Yosi explained. Tanya, Amar Kerebi Yosi. All my life, I have a problem with this pasuk. The curse is that someone is going to be feeling around in, at noon when there's light and broad daylight. The same way a blind person uh, feels around at night. Blind person, what does he care between dark or light? Meaning he can never see. Until something happened by with me. One time Rabbi Yossi was walking in the middle of the night. It was dark. I saw a blind person walking with a torch in his hand. He told him, my son, why do you have a torch with you? You can't see anyways. As long as I have a torch with me, as long as I have that torch with me, people see me, they see a blind person, and they save me from any hole, any ditch, thorn bush, things like that. So I do have a benefit from the light. Ah, and that's why a blind person could say, or because he has benefit, the people see him and they help him out. Next, Mishnah. Kohen who has wounds on his hand should not do Kohanim because people see him. And Rashi tells us that a person who looks at the Kohanim when they're doing Kohanim, his eyes become blind because the Shekhinah is there and you're looking at the Shekhinah. But the Tosfot says that's only during the time of the Beit HaMikdash. Today it's not like that. So they explain that people, what's, what's the problem because people look at it? Because people look at it and their mind goes off the beracha. They're not paying attention to the beracha. So again, Kohen sheish beadam mumin loisayt kapav. A Kohen who has wounds on his hands should not do Kohanim. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, af mishayu yadav sevot setis. Also, if a Kohen had his hands colored in some sort of a color, let's say red, loisayt kapav shendu Kohanim pinesha amistakimbo because people are looking at him. Tana, mumin sheamru befanav yadav veraglav. When we say that a Kohen can't not do Kohanim because he has wounds, it's Davka in places that are revealed, like his face, hands, feet. Uh, people could just easily look at it. But if it's under his clothing, it's uh, less of a problem. So, Amar Levi, Yadav lo isa et kapav. If a Kohen has spots, white spots all over his hands, he shouldn't do Kohanim. Same idea, people can look at him. And Tanya Namiyahi, Yadav bohakaniyot lo isa et kapav. If he had spots in his hands, he shouldn't If they were bent, akushot, or if they were bent to the side, lo isa et kapav, he shouldn't do Kohanim. And here you get into the question of a Kohen is wearing uh, funny-looking socks or he has a funny-looking shirt that will make people look at him. Is he allowed to do Kohanim or not? Ayin Sham. And you also get into the question, is uh, Kohanim allowed to be done with uh, shoes, without shoes? You, you see from here, Mashmah, that you have to take off the shoes in order to be able to do Kohanim because people have to look, people have to be able to look at it and not look at it. But if you, if the Kohen has the shoes on, then it's going against what we're learning here. Okay, but uh, again, uh, you, you have to ask uh, the rabbi because there are posthumous matir to for a Kohen to do Kohanim if they're on flat land. I end the sugya. Either way, Amarav say Hefani, someone from Hefa. Ubeshani, someone from Bechan, Loi Sat Kapav cannot do Kohanim. Why? They don't know how to say the words properly. Tanya Nimiachi, and Mordin Nifna Teva, Lon Shebet Shan, Vilon Shebet Hefa, Vilon Shetivonin, 
they cannot make a hazan out of the people from Haifa, Bechean, Tivon, because they mix up the Aleph and Ayn. You know, we have a problem because it's supposed to say Ya'er Hashem Panavelecha. Ya'er means give light, and then it says Ya'er with an Ayn. It sounds like Hashem is cursing. And Amar there be Hayyadar Bishamon Berabi, Ilmaleh Atalevi, if you were Levi, Pasuatam Yadduchan. You wouldn't be able to do Kwanim. Your voice is no good. You can't sing. Mishum Da'ave Kalach. Your voice is too thick. And therefore, you can sing with all the Levim. He came, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi came and told his father, and Amale and Rabbi told his son, Rabbi Shimon, Zil Emale, go tell him, Kshatamagia, it's El Vehikiti Lashem. Go tell Rabbi Haya, when you reach the Pasuk of Vehikiti Lashem, Lonim Seta Meharefim Gadef, aren't you cursing at Hashem? Because you don't know how to say a hit, you're saying it as a hey, so you're saying Vehikiti Lashem as if you're, you're hitting Hashem. Some say the entire back and forth here was Rabbi Hayat telling Rabbi Shimon because you, you would have been pasul to be a Levi because of your voice, you wouldn't be able to become Nasi either. And that's why Rabbi took it uh, so personally. And he attacked back. So Amar of Huna, Zablegan, someone who's always crying, because people are looking at him. But there was this Kohen who always crying by Ravuna, and he did do Kohanim. So my answer is, he's been there for a while, so people know him and nobody's looking at him. Same If he was a dash in his city, then it would be allowed. And Tosfot says, same idea, Dashiro works for anything that we talked about until now. So any reason that a Kohen wouldn't be able to do his hands are spotty, things like that. If people know him like this already, no one's looking at him and be allowed. And Amar Yohanan, Suma Behat Me'anav, if a Kohen is blind in one eye, Lo Yisad Kapav, he should not do Kohanim. And the Gemara says, There was a blind guy in Rabbi Yohanan's neighborhood. He would do Kohanim. How could he do such a thing? So the Gemara answers, He was a dash in his city. People knew him. If a Suma, if a blind person with one eye, If people know who he is, it would be Mutar. And the Gemara says, a blind person in both eyes, a machloket, a rishonim. You have some rishonim says he's not allowed to do a kohanim, even if he was a dash be'iro. And some say that if he was dash be'iro, he's allowed to do kohanim. And the Gemara said that we're talking about a person blind in one eye to tell me that even though he still needs to be a dash be'iro. And on the same topic, Rabbi Daomer, Misha Yuya Davsevo Sat Kapav, a person's hands were colored, he shouldn't do Kohanim, Tana Imrov and Sheha Ayir Melachtan Bekach. If most of the people in the city, that's how they work, they get their hands dirty, Mutar, then a Kohen with colors on his hands is allowed to do Kohanim. Now, the next Mishnah, Haomer, and Yahweh, the Fnativa Bitsevoin, if a person says, I'm not going to be Hazan with colored clothing, only white clothing, then then we're worried that he might be a tzedoki, and therefore even with white clothing he cannot be a hazan. I don't want to go up to, with uh, with uh, leather shoes. Then then even with uh, just barefooted he cannot be a hazan. And we'll explain more in the Gemara. How if a person makes his tefillin round sakana, we're scared that when he's doing the filata paim he's falling on his head. It will the, the ball will go into his head. The end by mitzvah, so it's dangerous. There's no mitzvah to do it that way. Tefillin have to be a square box. 
Netanel Mitzchor, if he put it on his forehead, or Al Pasiador, if he put the tefillin on his, the palm of his hands, Hare Zoderech Minut, that's uh, the people who don't believe in Hazal. They say, means be actually between your eyes, actually on your hand, and that's not the way that Hazal were Doresh. Tzipan Zav, if a person plated his tefillin in gold, Untana Albet Unkelishelo, or if he put it on his actual sleeve, not rather than on his actual arm, that's people who will go outside of what Hachamim say. And the idea is, number one, it has to be made of an animal skin. It has to be a kosher animal. And if you make it uh, with gold, then it's not made of an animal. And number two, if you put it on your sleeve, then it's it's shown. You have to put it under your skin, so this way it's covered. And not at everyone else. So now, my ta'ama, what's the reason... If Hazan says you'll only go in white clothing, we're not going to let him be Hazan. We're worried that maybe he became like a Christian. The Christians used to go be Hazan, used to pray only in white clothing. Maybe he's like that also. So we have to worry. If a person made his tefillin round, it's a dangerous not a mitzvah. Maybe we already learned that the Tanura Banan, we learned Tfilin Merubaot, Tfilin have to be squared. Alachal Moshem is Sinai. And Rava said, Betifran Ubalachsonan, that you have to worry that the, the you sewed it correctly, and you also have to worry that the diagonal is exact. The diagonal has to be one two fifths of the, the length and width. So you see that it cannot be around. So the Amar of Papa, no, we're not talking about that. Matnitin, our Mishnah is talking about the Avidaki Amgozai, that you made the entire feeling like a walnut, like a ball. So it, it's not like you made it round, like it's flat and round. You were talking about where you made the actual feeling like a ball, and that's dangerous. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Ve'Amen.